Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, and that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait, never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Of course, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, catch our show on those digital platforms. Also, again, you can uh, catch the uh, podcast there as well. Our podcast is everywhere. Uh, Anchor's our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. If you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, you missed a lot. Uh, your first chance for the first rebroadcast is this afternoon at 6 p.m. This is part of me. This evening at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV, 10 p.m. on The Deuce. 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock every uh, Friday night on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, and, of course, Saturday afternoon at uh, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Our guest this week, Mike Dettelier of WWL Radio, and I got the word today from Mike, and a lot of people have been asking me, uh, Mike is not doing his draft guide anymore, and uh, I know a lot of people are going to be, what, I'm not doing, he's not doing a draft guide? No, he's not doing draft guide anymore. So, again, um, uh, that's, a, that's a big loss for a lot of people who utilize his uh, draft guide to really follow what's going on uh, with the NFL draft. 31 years he did the draft guide, no longer doing the draft guide. But, nevertheless, again, we talked, um, we talked a lot of Saints. We talked some LSU. Uh, we just touched on basketball. Uh, because Mike really is a football guy. So, again, check us out uh, with our first rebroadcast tonight. And, of course, it'll be on our social media platforms um, um, probably at some point this evening. So a lot, a lot to talk about. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Uh, also, uh, uh, today's program, uh, we've got uh, Gary Smith coming up at 4.15. Uh, Catherine, uh, he's from NOLA.com and, of course, uh, the waiver board. Catherine Terrell of The Athletic will join us at 4.35. Uh, she'll be talking Saints. Of course, Gary Smith will talk everything uh, uh, local basketball and, and baseball. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, will talk about the Pels' horrible, horrible, horrible game last night against um, Orlando. Uh, and then um, we'll finish up with Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com. Today's program brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, 739 Conti Bourbon, breakfast, lunch, and dinner served. Uh, also, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery, 200 block of Bourbon Street, uh, with lunch and dinner served, two Bourbon Street balconies for you. Again, contemporary Creole cuisine uh, that, that is uh, 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 out of sight. Uh, also, again, uh, Mambo's, uh, in, in, uh, Mambos and also the Hideout Bar. Uh, both of those... Um, uh, restaurant and bar right next to each other at, on, on 411 Bourbon Street. And, of course, our first hour is brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, again, Bobby Bear's, uh, you can check us out. Uh, not, number one neighborhood, re- number one, I'm sorry, number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, also, again, a place where you can get a great meal, uh, hanging out with family, friends. But now is the time. I mean, look, anytime's the right time to go to Bobby Bear's. But I'm telling you, when you've got multiple sporting events you're dealing with, this is the time. 
you got uh, all the college basketball tournaments going on right now. Next week, you'll have March Madness, okay? Um, and then, of course, the, then you'll have the draft overlapping. Uh, I'm sorry, you have the first, you have the beginning of free agency next year, next next week that is going to be uh, rolling. So, uh, perfect time to go over to Bobby A. Bears. Get yourself a booth, get yourself a table with a bunch of friends. Uh, again, a uh, sports bar atmosphere, but a great restaurant. Mouth-roaring menu, something for everyone, amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection, and TVs everywhere. Over 30-plus TV screens, you'll never miss a play, even TVs in the bathroom. Yes. Bobby, Bear, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana uh, cuisine. Get on over there and enjoy a great meal over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Again, 4101 Lake Villa in Metairie, uh, and that's Veterans at Lake Villa. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa, seven days a week. That's lunch and dinner and open late. I don't want to hear you. There's no restaurants open late in New Orleans because all the Oceana family of restaurants are open late, 1, 2 in the morning. So get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Bobby, at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right, do we have um, do we have Gary? Okay, let's 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 jump in a little bit early. Gary Smith of Noel.com, the Wave Report. Like I say it every week because it's gospel. If you're a Tulane fan, and again, there are still some Tulane fans out there, right? Uh, I'm just telling you, you don't you're not keeping up what's going on with your team if you're not subscribed to the Wave Report. It is, again, the, 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 the most comprehensive website when it comes to recruiting, what's going on with all sports. Uh, you know, what you're, uh, you know, a lot, you're getting that, that word first from Gary Smith right on that, on that, uh, on that website. And Gary's going to tell us in a second how you can subscribe to it. But, Gary, welcome to the show. Always good to have you, my man. Yep, th- thanks for having me. I'm a couple hours away from getting on a plane to head to Fort Worth to uh, cover the uh, two lanes on the American Athletic Conference basketball tournament. <laughs> and why don't we start? Well, first of all, we start yeah. with your website. Tell folks how they mm-hmm. can get involved, and then sure. we'll, jump, we'll jump in right there. Sure, and this is one of the prime times because spring football practice has started. I don't write a yes. ton for the advocate on spring football practice for NOLA.com, but I that's blanket coverage on my website. was not able to get the practice report up today off of the practice because I'm leaving town and had other priorities, but that, that will be up either late tonight or tomorrow morning when I, when, once I get to Fort Worth. Um, but uh, the, nobody covers this team spring practice in more detail than, than I do. For, for You could go to LSU and you wouldn't find anybody covering their spring practice or any practices in more detail. And the difference mm-hmm. is Tulane practices are open <laughs> for me, for yeah. the media. So, so sure. I get to see what I saw. I'll say one quick thing. True freshman quarterback Carson Haggard came in early. He had a phenomenal practice today. He's a little small. I'm not talking about him playing this year. Michael Pratt's mm-hmm. still around. But that guy had the best debut that I've ever seen for any two-lane quarterback since I moved back to New Orleans in 2008 really? in practice. I think the future's bright. He's just a baller. I mean, you know, he, he's too small right now. He's got to get He's got to get bigger, and he's a freshman. Right. But he made – one great throw after another in 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 his in his in in the practice today. This was the first open practice. The one on Tuesday was moved to the Saints facility and, right. and was closed. But uh, just a little little preview right there. I would, he, okay. he, he just looks sensational. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Tulane Temple mm-hmm. on Friday. Tulane yep. had their problems with Temple uh, again. Yep. Uh, they ended up fifth in the American, thirteen and fourteen overall, ten and eight in the conference. Again, a winning record in the conference for Ron Hunter. Talk a bit mm-hmm. about this matchup on Friday. Yeah, it, it's pretty much a fifty-fifty matchup temple it's funny temple was struggling this year um their coach looks like he might be out the door then they had a bunch of injuries 
and they got better. Um, and sometimes that's the way it works. They, they, the guys that, that were playing knew their roles. They became an excellent defensive team. Tulane shot great against them in New Orleans and still had to hit a three by Jalen Forbes with one second left, two seconds left to send it to overtime and one. And then at Temple, Jalen Cook got hurt early in the second half in a close game, and it ended up being a close game all the way in Tulane couldn't come through um temple tulane has more even whether jalen could plays or not tulane has more scoring ability than temple but temple's a tough matchup they're a tough defense tulane's going to have to hit threes to, to, to get to get by that game and it, it, it's going to be close and and try to set up the game that all the tulane players want which is houston um, which which beat tulane twice everybody will assume tulane had no has no chance against houston but both of those games were pretty close tulane was yeah. tulane missed a three that would have put him within four points at houston with three minutes left and they were ahead, almost ahead at halftime in the first game. I mean, in the second game in New Orleans, and were only down seven with four minutes left. Houston was clearly the better team, but Tulane hung with them both times, and they don't feel. And Tulane doesn't feel like it played its best game in either game. They would love to get that shot against Houston in a, in a, in a tournament semifinal. And Tulane and conference tournament semifinals are not words you hear very often. So that's a, that's a huge game against Temple tomorrow. Well, no doubt. Now. Uh, I, I read your article you put up about three or three or four hours ago yeah. on, on on the Advocate website, no dot com. No 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 chance uh, that that Cook is coming back, right? When you I, mean, I didn't realize that he had heard a pop. This is they uh, say they say. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, my feeling is he's not coming back. Ron Hunter said he was seventy thirty that he would play. I talked to Jalen Cook yesterday. He said that he was seventy to thirty that he was going to play. And then he mentioned the pop, and then he talked about how you what is, I, I can't remember the word he used, but uh, that you know, basically that had to hope for a miraculous recovery. Um, so I don't know. It, it, and, and here's the thing: Tulane played well without Jalen Cook. Obviously, well, they, they they're did. a better team with Jalen Cook. But the ball moved really well. A lot of guys stepped up. Jaden Coleman is an is the is the new microwave, the college microwave. Mm-hmm. He, when he gets right. hot, he's unstoppable, and he was against SMU the other day. But in, in two games, Tulane blew out a, a limited injured UCF team at home, and then gave SMU a hell of a game when SMU had to win to keep their at-large hopes alive. And it was Senior Day, and SMU finished second in the in the AAC. And and Tulane missed a shot with 55 seconds left that would have put them up by one on the road. So Tulane's a capable team without Jalen Cook. But let's be serious. <laughs> it, it, the, the real chances of going to Fort Worth and 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 and, and trying to win the whole event mm-hmm. um, were obviously diminished greatly with with him. No doubt. He, even if he's healthy, he's. I mean, if he plays, I can't imagine that he's going to be healthy on that hamstring. Yep, no doubt. All right, um, let's talk about UNO. They're taking on McNeese mm-hmm. tonight, seven thirty, right here on one hundred six point one FM. Uh, they're in Katy, Texas, for the Southland Conference uh, 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 tournament. Again, they didn't make the first or second seed. Nichols uh, Southeastern yeah. uh, in a tiebreaker. UNO comes in third. Uh, talk about their their opportunity to be able to make it to the finals. They're yeah. really a tough one against McNeese tonight. Yeah. They, they beat every team in the league. Um, they they were as 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 Mark Schlesinger said, they were basically in first place from the from the first minute to the last minute in the league, and they didn't get it done. The only thing that concerns me is I was looking at their body language and their facial expressions at the end of the Nichols game. This was a crushed, disappointed basketball yes. team that they didn't yes. win the league. Now, Heck, I was know, crushed watching it. You it, it, it was tough, and, and they played fairly well in that game. But the, the fact of the matter is, when Nichols at full when Nichols is at full strength and their their best player Ty Gordon is at full strength, they're they're tough to beat. Ty Gordon was injured, for, was compromised for most of the year with a knee injury in conference play, but uh, it, it was just tough. Um, if they can get past that, UNO is good enough 
to make a run at this thing because because well because they were they were nine and one with four games left in the regular season mm-hmm. and what Mark Schlesinger said and in the statistics bear them out is their defense just really slacked off they were an excellent defensive team for the first ten games of their conference schedule and they were not a good defensive team in their last four games the only one they won was by one point at home to, to Houston Baptist yeah. um, but but they're good enough they got it beaten they they handled McNeese both times in the right. conference portion of the schedule McNeese got them in overtime in Katy where they're playing this game. In the pre in the in the Southland tip off tournament, yes, um, yes. but UNO should be able to win that game. I just I just I, I want to see where their heads are after after letting it letting a conference title slip away at the end of the regular season. If they win that, they play Southeastern. That's a tough game, but UNO has a huge size advantage on Southeastern um, and, and should be able to. And, and all things being equal, should be able to beat Southeastern too. Beating Nichols in the final if they got there, that's problematic. All right, Loyola starts their trek for, again, an NIA um, uh, championship. They, they ended up first in their conference. Uh, they're going to be playing at Devlin. Uh, and, um, you know, again, that's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's interesting. Again, uh, the, the, they were their number one in, in the NAIA tournament. They're number two, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, the, um, uh, in, in the polls. Uh, but nevertheless, again, this is a, a heck of a uh, Loyola team. Uh, yeah. Taking on Benedictine University at Mesa. Mm-hmm. And anybody who hasn't watched Loyola play this year, and heck, I'm one of them because the games I was going to go to got canceled sure. for, for for COVID. Go watch go watch that team play because they're they're incredibly exciting. I mean that they, they 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 run up tempo, they score a ton of points. They're just a really great NIA basketball team, and they have an excellent chance to win the national championship. And they ain't gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna lose those first couple of games at Devlin. I can promise you that. Yep. Let, let's talk. Let's talk Tulane baseball. Incredible series last week against Mississippi State. Talk about it. Huge series win. Um, had a, had a stub their toe last night at Southern Miss, but that was that could be still too early in the season though. But that could have been a season defining moment because Tulane played a pathetic game on Friday night, lost nineteen to two, deserved yeah. to lose nineteen to two. An excellent fielding team couldn't make a fielding play. That started the snowball effect. Then got down 10-2 in the next game. We're actually playing better defensively. The wind was blowing out. Mississippi State got a cheap grand slam home run on what would have been a pop-up in normal conditions. And Tulane hung in there, fought their way back, got an incredible relief performance from from, um, Siegel. um, Five innings, three hits, no runs, and came back and won in dramatic fashion on Ethan Gross' walk-off home run in the 10th. Carried that momentum into Sunday. Um, it was a close game, but Tulane was the better team. Had ten hits to Mississippi State's four. Ended up winning another one-run game and, and to take the series. Mississippi State's been scuffling this year. They split with Texas Tech this week in the midweek. They're only seven and seven, but there's no questioning the talent on that baseball team. They're yes. loaded with talent, and Tulane's pitchers, for the most part, did a good job limiting Mississippi State's bats. Two back-to-back huge series wins for Tulane against Louisiana Tech and, and Mississippi State. Schedule lightening up in the weekends dramatically in the next two weeks. And Evansville team's coming in this weekend. It's 3-10. and 10. Um, Tulane should sweep them. Uh, a team that has serious regional aspirations should be able to sweep Evansville. If Tulane does that, they'll be 13-3 and three and in excellent position going into their Tuesday game at, in Baton Rouge next week against LSU. And- of course, they made it into the polls as well, which is huge, yeah. uh, again, for, for, for the program. Let's talk yeah. now, again, um, uh, about uh, uh, spring football, mm-hmm. what you've seen thus far out of this team. Again, he's, uh, Willie Fritz has now completed his coaching staff after, uh, again, a late defection. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, your thoughts overall on the program. Yeah. Uh, you have the floor, my friend. Well, 
first of all, um, you know, can't really say too much. I, I saw the practice today. I already said, gave you the Carson Haggard was the guy that stood out the most to me. And I couldn't, they're not in pads yet. So there's, it, there's hard to glean a, a whole lot out of that. Michael Pratt is healthy now. He was out there. He was throwing the ball, um, you know, with, with pretty good zip. But uh, yeah, that, that coaching situation was interesting because yeah, having to replace an offensive line coach and a defensive line coach at the last minute, it looks like they did pretty darn well in that department. The, uh, the new offensive line coach that they got, um, who, 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 who um, had, was an offensive coordinator at, at Louisiana Monroe for four years, did an excellent job there. I, he, honestly, on paper, he looks like an upgrade on Jeep Wade, who left to go to Appalachian State. I, I, th- I think they kind of hit a home run with the new offensive line coach. It, it's still tough when you've had – they've had five offensive line coaches since their last game of the regular season just That's two crazy. years ago. So it'll be interesting to see what the effect is there. Um, they, they get The defensive line coach um, seems, seems solid too so when, when you're having to replace coaches that late i think they did a pretty good job as for the team get back to me next week when i um next next thursday i will have seen two more practices and i'll, I'll have a better read on 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 where they are okay then let me go to uno baseball uh do you have a feel for this team uh, uh after after again a few weekends of of uh baseball not really. I was impressed that they beat Kansas two out of three because in, in the past, I mean, Kansas right. is not supposed to be very good in the Big 12, but in the past, UNO struggled against uh, any Power Five conference teams. Um, it's, it's, it's a good start for, for Blake Dean's team. It, I think it's definitely too early to read a whole lot into it right now, but uh, uh, it, the signs are encouraging. Again, UNO was picked third in the Southland Conference before the year started, and um, they're they're more than living up to that with their non-conference performance. If Tulane basketball can win a few games in this tournament, get to a winning record, yeah. is there an opportunity for them to be able to make like a CTI tournament? There is. The question is, do they want to? Those are the buy-in tournaments um, you, you right. pay to play. I'm not sure that Ron Hunter wants any part of those tournaments. Usually it's not up to the coach, though. It, it's, it's, an, it's an athletic department decision about whether it's sure. good for the program or not. I, I'm just – I'm not sold on it either. I'm not really sold on it. You're not playing good competition. Every one of these guys is coming back. I don't know if if beating an Appalachian State or something like that in one of those tournaments is going to do a whole lot for their preparation for next year. They know they're good. <laughs> it's all freshmen and sophomores in the starting lineup. Jalen Cook was first team All AAC. Jalen Forbes was second team All AAC. Um, uh, they, 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 um, Kevin Cross was third team and most improved player of the year in, in the league. All of those guys are coming back. I don't know, and I don't think the NIT is in the cards because their 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 computer rankings just aren't high enough, and they won't even. Have a, you know, even if they win two yeah, games and lose so. one, they'll be five. They got a better chance to make the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I right. They, they, they went three, they're in the NCAA tournament. Um, right. that's, exactly. and, and that's obviously their goal going in. It's got, it's going to, it's going to be a tough proposition, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure whether they would even, whether they'd pursue the CBI or the CIT at, at this point, but it's already, gotcha. it's already been a successful conference season and, and mainly because everybody's coming back. You can just see the, 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 the bright future that this team has. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always look forward to our conversation about local sports. Tell the uh, folks how they can follow you on social media, how they can subscribe to your website, and, of course, how they can check you out on the paper and online. 
Sure, at at, at Gareth G U E R Smith is is the Twitter handle. Certainly, plenty. Um, I'll, I'll see what my intel is on on, on Jalen Cook. Like like we both discussed, I think it's sure. I think it's a pretty good chance he probably won't be playing in this tournament, despite what they're saying. Um, but any updates I get when I get to Fort Worth, will that'll be where you read it first. Um, and then of course my my website, the Wave Report, um, the Wave Report dot com, Tulane dot Rivals dot com. Um, coverage of every sport, but absolute blanket coverage of football and with spring practice ramping up now that's that when i when i i get back on sunday <laughs> um that, that that'll that'll be full full gear starting sure. next week thank you have a safe trip we'll talk next week thanks for having me on the show gary smith again of wave report nola.com the times picking we're going to keep it right here for a couple minutes before we go to break do you want to talk about the pels 108 102 losers last night to orlando they're now 27 and 39 five and five uh, in their last 10 losers of three in a row uh they're in the 10th seed now they're they're one and a half games out of the ninth seed which is held by the lakers they're one and a half games up on portland who have lost six in a row and two games up on the spurs look let me just say this right now i just cannot understand the lack of energy last night so much on the line for this team. You know, both, both, both sides of the floor. Again, uh, you know, I want to know where that smothering defense was when the last three games, uh, you know, making the opposition work for every single basket. Again, we, didn't, we have not seen that in the three-game losing streak. You know, offensively, I give them a little bit of a, of a pass, okay? Uh, you know, there's a little stagnation there because you lost someone like Brandon Ingram, who, again, wasn't available. Um, but that's, again, where, when, again, we've been talking about how far they can go. That's where a Zion can come in, right, where you've got another player, even with limited minutes, that can help Valanchunas and, 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 and CJ, who, again, played really well last night. They did their job. The rest of the roster did not respond. Either would, again, a sustained elevation of, of their games or not at all. And it was very, very disappointing to be able to see, I've got to tell you right now, uh, they lose to Orlando. This is the worst team in the league. They, they've lost 50 games, 50 games, okay? And really, uh, the Pels only really showed a pulse in the third quarter and then just tried to chip away but never really got, got to a point where they were going you know, to win the game. They were outplayed. They were outcoached. They were outenergied uh, again. And then they got lucky, okay, because, you know, the Pels have lost three in a row. The Lakers and Spurs lost last night. I mentioned that, again, the Portland has lost six in a row now. And now you're looking at, at again, Brandon Ingram out. Uh, they, they called it a mild hamstring strain. He's going to be reevaluated in seven to nine days, okay? Uh, that's at least three games now uh, with, uh, or more without him with 16 games remaining. The Pels are 2-14 and 14 without In- Ingram on the court. So that tells you all you need to know this year about it. They got the Hornets on Friday at home, the Rockets on Sunday at home, uh, Suns on Tuesday at home, and then they're on the road for, uh, for a, a, a date with the Spurs on the 18th of March. That's a road game. But, again, the Pelicans are, are, are still holding on to that, that playing spot. Look, as long as, again, they get back to winning basketball, which means B.I.'s got to get back on the court. There's no other way around it, okay? Uh, you'd like to see Nance back on the court as soon as possible. And can I even say Zion in a limited minutes roll off the bench? You know, more importantly, I think the energy, the effort, the execution has to be there, and it hasn't been. I so said the whole team needs to get back to what set them uh, on, on that four-game winning streak. And let's face it. You know, um, they're a different team without Brandon Ingram on the floor. And, and I said it last night on, on social media. Look, rub some dirt on it. You got now 24-hour rehab for, for, for professional athletes. Uh, I'm blown away that they're going to look at this seven to nine days from now and reevaluate. If it's a strained hamstring, I mean, you do what you got to do. They're in a playoff race right now. And it'll be interesting to see again if he gets back on the court a little bit sooner. But based on what they're saying, uh, he's going to miss the whole homestand. 
And, and that's just not good for the Pels. Uh, not good for the Pels because right now they got a little bit of reprieve last night with both the Spurs and Lakers losing, and it looks like Portland's done. Okay, but still, you want to be able to hold on to that 10th spot. You'd like to be able to move to the ninth spot. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right, don't forget, today's program is brought to you by the, by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about the hideout bar. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need help. Heating system, air conditioning system breaks down. You know, and again, you're not sure who you should call. Or again, maybe you're not happy with the AC company you've been dealing with. Go with a company that I've trusted for over 30 years. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, again, uh, uh, with 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. Nate certified technicians. And again, only doing the work that's necessary. Doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or your business. They can service it. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Coming up next, Catherine Terrell of The Athletic. Stick around. When it comes to all the country, New Orleans comes to 1061 Nash Icon. It's another Nash Night Out with Chris Stapleton. Get tickets every day while you work with Scott Innes. It's a Nash Night Out with Chris Stapleton. At the Smoothie King Center this October, tickets every day, only from New Orleans Country Giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage Resort and Casino. Join the show at Beau Rivage Resort and Casino. Open house hiring event every Tuesday from 9 to 1 inside Top Golf Swing Suite. Hiring all open positions, including food and beverage, stewarding and housekeeping, competitive pay, benefits, and more. On the spot interviews and offers. Some positions 21 plus. Look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 eastbound at the Orleans exit. Also look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the left lane on the 610 on the westbound side at the west end. In the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the 610 from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your backups are solid from Terry Parkway to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also be mindful of delays on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatulas exit. And look out for delays if you're traveling along the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 
467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late, like all the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, I keep hearing, can't get a late meal in New Orleans. Again, the Oceana restaurants are open until 1, 2 in the morning. Uh, so lunch and dinner served seven days a week. They're located at 205 Bourbon Street, right next to Galatoire's. Uh, first thing you realize when you go in is a beautiful restaurant. These beautiful picture windows overlook Bourbon Street. If you're a people watcher, get out there, get get a, get a seat by the window, and again, just kind of watch with the, the, the craziness on Bourbon Street. Toward the back of the restaurant, on the first floor, is an authentic French Quarter courtyard. You can dine in. You can have your cocktails there. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, the, the menu, second to none. Cajun Creole cuisine uh, at its finest. Again, uh, a menu that also includes uh, something for everyone. I mean, again, you'll find something for everyone. Uh, also, an extraordinary cocktail. I'm, I'm telling you right now, some of the greatest mixologists we have in this city work for the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They will blow you away with their cocktails. And then not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms and private restroom as well. You can have your next event there. Again, when there's an overflow, again, when, they, when the restaurant is, is very full, they'll put you upstairs. But again, it's the perfect place, the perfect place for you to be able to enjoy, uh, again, a party. You're right there on Bourbon Street, the Bourbon Street balcony, fantastic. You can order for, or for delivery or, again, check out the entire menu at nolacookery.com. Family, friends, uh, or your first date, maybe, again, uh, getting together with that significant other, or maybe trying to close that business deal. Think Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, we are back. 
All right, uh, I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us. Catherine Terrell of The Athletic joins us now. Let me just say this. Catherine has done a great job since coming back to New Orleans. She was, she was um, covering the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, she comes back to New Orleans, comes to, uh, jumps back on The Athletic, and has been covering the New Orleans Saints. Uh, she did a breakdown on the salary cap, which was second to none on The Athletic. Uh, I mean, again, her articles are, are, are fantastic. If you're not subscribing to The Athletic, you're missing out. We have some great writers here in New Orleans that are part of it, but also, again, international, national writers uh, that are second to none. And Catherine joins us on the program now. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Catherine. Uh, again, you you nailed it on on the um, on your your breakdown of the salary cap, and it's pretty much going that way right now. What up, uh, Tanya Passanio, Cam Jordan today restructured to give the Saints about twelve point four million, based on again what your numbers were uh, uh, about twenty one million dollars over the cap right now. Is that is that pretty accurate? Uh, I would have to double check, but that's probably pretty accurate. They still have a couple more moves that they need to make uh, Alvin Kamara being one of them. And then Lattimore will give them uh, once they restructure Lattimore, I believe that mm-hmm. would basically almost put them at even with the cap. Uh, and then I think there's one, at least one more big one, maybe Ramchek. Uh, he may have already been done, but yeah. So yeah, he was done, but you, you were talking about possibly Taysom Hill. There were a few more again that yeah. could be done yeah. uh, that will give them cap room to be able to go out and sign free agents as well. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they're definitely going to get under the cap in the next day or so. I mean, they have to. As for free agency, it it doesn't seem like they're going to be major players in free agency this year. I mean, they always surprise us, but I could see it kind of going like it went last year, in which it was very quiet. I mean, they've got moves to open up space, but they still don't have a ton of space. And then you have the kind of big question about what to do with Teron Armstead and Marcus Williams. Yes. So that'll be kind of interesting to watch over the next few days whenever the, I guess, legal tampering period, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, opens, uh, yeah. I think, Monday. Well, let's start there because Armstead and Williams, again, were not tagged. Uh, Armstead has a $13 million dead money hit if he doesn't re-sign with the Saints. Uh, uh, Marcus Williams wanted a top, um, wanted to be about the highest paid uh, safety in the league. That's like $17 million. That, That's Jamal Adams' money, and, and the Saints weren't going there. So, again, at this point, all you can hope for is maybe, again, they can re-sign him. That probably is, is – is, is, um, is probably not going to happen. And then, of course, then you're looking at compensatory picks for next year, maybe a third, fourth-round picks for those guys. If you could handicap it, who do you think would come back, has the better chance of come back, coming back? Uh, and, and uh, you know, what, what do, you, what, do you think this – obviously, this get, do you think it would get done before free agency? really has to be done before free agency when it comes to, when it comes to Armstead. Honestly, probably Marcus Williams, but only because – I, I don't know if his market's going to be what he thinks it's going to be. I mean, okay. and that's not based on me talking to him and, and mm-hmm. knowing what number he has. I just know uh, kind of the, the Saints aren't – I don't think the Saints are going to pay him like one of the top five safeties. Last year, I think all the top eight safeties averaged over $14 million. I don't think the Saints mm-hmm. are going to go there. I think they showed by not tagging him that they don't believe they're going to go over – uh, 12 or so million. So it, it'll be interesting to see if other teams feel the same way because I think there are a lot of decent safeties on the market. So that'll be interesting. Armstead, I just think that the offensive, the left tackle position is so important. I think some team is going to, I don't want to say overpay him because I do think right. he deserves a big contract, but I think some team is going to throw a lot of guaranteed money at him. 
and kind of say, hey, we're not worried about the injuries. So, I don't know. I just think Armstead's going to get his money somewhere. Williams, I could see go either way. Um, let's talk about quarterback because that's been the big, uh, obviously, ta- uh, ta- talking topic everywhere. Uh, rumors that the Saints are in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, rumors that, again, that there is going to be a real market for Jameis Winston. Why don't you take both of those first? Uh, the Winston one is tricky. I mean, I do think there are enough quarterback needy teams that I could see someone going after him. And yet, when you talk about the top quarterbacks out there, I feel like Winston's name almost never comes up unless it's in association with the Saints, which could be good for the Saints, I guess. I mean, I think that the Saints know what they have in him because they feel like they got enough time with him in, the, I think, seven games that he played before he got hurt. I don't know if an outside team is going to feel the same way. I mean, obviously they can look at the tape, but he wasn't in the building. I think the Saints are going to value him more than another team is. Garoppolo, I uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's a popular name to put to the Saints, and it does make sense. People think that he might not break the bank, like say the, the <laughs> Russell Wilson trade the other day. But I do yeah, think he crazy. would still be very expensive. So Jameis just makes more sense to go to the Saints. I mean, that to me, he's their best option. Um, the, when I was talking to Mike Detail on the TV show today, and one of the things I brought up was. If they lose Armstead and Williams, maybe you're getting a third or fourth round compensatory pick. And if you're dealing for a Garoppolo, I can't see him going any more than a, than a mid-level pick here with third or fourth round pick. So maybe that's their, their thought process that they go that way. If they're giving up these picks, they got these compensatory picks to be able to use next year. Uh, but what do you think the market is for him? Do you think the market could be a first or second round pick for Garoppolo? Maybe. I mean, I think that teams pay overpay for quarterbacks all the time. All the time, um, right. You know, mostly to their detriment. I mean, I feel like most teams that overpay for a quarterback that's considered a middle-tier quarterback tend to regret it. I mean, I'm sure you could probably come up with counterexamples. But uh, I think a lot of these teams throw all this money at them, and then they wish they hadn't. And we're talking about a quarterback that's hurt right now. Um, but, you know. Yep. Years ago, not the same thing, but years ago, the no. team took a chance on a quarterback with a shoulder injury, and that turned out okay. But So, who knows? I mean, right now, he's slated to make $24 million with the mm-hmm. Niners in, in base salary. So, I just wonder, like, if they trade for him, what his contract would look like. Obviously, you'd have to do some sort of extension. So, yes. you'd be making your quarterback for the future. They would have to be all in. With Jameis, I think that you could kind of look at it is maybe a, a bridge quarterback situation, mm-hmm. or you could, no pun intended, but you could go out and get Teddy Bridgewater as well. Now, I'm not super high on Teddy as a player. I love him as a person. As a player, I thought, you know, he did what he was asked to do in the Saints offense, but, you know, he wasn't putting the team on his back. So I think you'd probably get more of the same. And that maybe could be okay for a year, but. I don't know if that's what you want long-term. So they have a few options, but uh, Garoppolo, I just I don't think would come cheap. First-round pick, I don't know. But second round, I could definitely see that. And, and I think that's even, Steve. you got to be honest with you. And that's just me, though. I mean, again, you know, a lot of people believe in Garoppolo and they think that, again, he's a winner in this. I think he's been with some really good teams. Um, you know, and, and, and to me, coming off a shoulder injury on your throwing, on your throwing shoulder and also, again, the thumb, uh, you know, 
I, I, I would be hesitant. But look, we'll see how they, we'll see we'll see. This is the Dennis Allen team now, so we're going to see again how he feels about it going forward. Uh, I do like your thoughts about a bridge quarterback. I think even if it is Teddy or um, or Jameis, if it's not this season, next season, they're getting a young quarterback. Yeah, I could see that. I, I do know that, or I do believe that the Saints are not going into the draft without a quarterback already in place. I, do, I think they know you can't do that when you're at 18, even though this is yep. not a good draft class of quarterbacks. I mean, I think a quarterback is probably going to fall close to 18, which is a weird thought. But, I mean, and you know, our uh, the Athletics' Dane Brugler, he does great mantra. He has yes, he the does. first quarterback usually going off the board to Washington, and now, you know, Washington's off the table, so I don't really know um, where that leaves other teams. But still, I don't think you reach for a quarterback in this draft unless you absolutely just love that quarterback. So, you know, and next year would seem more likely unless the Saints want to develop a guy, but maybe the Saints are the exact same place next year, and it doesn't make it easier to draft the quarterback mm-hmm. Then either. I mean, they haven't exactly been drafting in the top ten lately, which is which is good yeah. for them. But which is good. Which, which is that. good. But but next year's crop is supposed to be much better as far as the quarterbacks, and then the following year as well. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, do they let uh, Jameis go on the open market and get his price, or are they trying to sign him before free agency? There's a three million dollar cap hit if he doesn't resign. Right. You mentioned that earlier with Tehran. Like, if they're going to get something done with Tehran, it needs to be done before free agency. I've been told that, well, you know, we can make it work, but it's going to make it more difficult. So I think that you try to get something done as soon as possible. There's no use in, you know, just letting that money void and basically throwing money away for no reason. I mean, it doesn't always work that way. But I would think if they're going to get a deal done with Tehran or with Jameis, they're going to try to get it done at the beginning of next week. Catherine, what, what, what are the needs? Bad. What are the needs going into free agency? Now, again, it's, it's fluid, right? If they lose Williams, they lose Armstead, then then you're looking, you know, uh, maybe to show up some of those positions. We know quarterback. What are some other needs? Well, as you said, it's fluid. I, if you lose Williams, I think they'd be looking at a safety on the open market, a tackle. Tackle would be tricky because you're if you're gonna if you're gonna go find a tackle you're gonna have to pay a lot of money for a left tackle. Right. You might, as, might as, well as well keep on Uh Right. So then I don't know. Maybe James Hurst ends up being your tackle. I don't think mm-hmm. they would. I don't think that's ideal, but I guess. Right. I mean, it could happen. Well, they could again. draft one. They got Landon Young from last year as well, who again sure. played on the broken foot. We don't know much about him yet. Yeah. He had he had a ton of potential. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. we didn't get to see that potential. Obviously, tough kid uh, playing through that injury. But obviously, outside of quarterback, the number one need is wide receiver. It's going to be mm-hmm. wide receiver. It's going to keep being wide receiver until they draft one, which is why yes. I don't really like the idea of them drafting a quarterback in the first round because I think they so desperately need a wide receiver that they can't afford to wait until day two. And I don't necessarily think that they could afford to sign a decent one in free agency. So. Um, that is just probably we're probably going to be pounding that drum all the way into May. Right. What about running back with with, with Kamara's issues, legal issues? I think maybe a small need, but I I don't think it's a, it's a top need. I mean, I do think they feel they should probably address that position. In you know the Kamara thing, that's just 
it's so up in the air right now with court dates and, and things like that. And they never mm-hmm. know when the NFL is going to tell them anything. So I don't think they look at it as, oh, hey, we need to go spend a lot of capital on a running back. I don't think they think, you know, Kamara is not going to be around for the season or anything. But it, it does become a need, even just as someone to compliment him. I mean, Ingram yes. you know, isn't getting any younger. Tony Jones showed potential in training camp, and not that they got rid of um, the veterans. But right. I still don't really know what they really had in him and, you know, where he's at. So a couple options there, but it is a need, I think. A couple more questions for you before we let you go. Uh, any, any truth to the interest in Tehran, Matthew? I don't know, and I find it interesting that he's been tweeting about it, or he, he tweeted something, you know, because someone had linked him to the Saints. He, right. he's, he's and C.D. Deuce hadn't stopped, right? What? C.D. CD Deuce hasn't stopped tweeting oh, about right, it. Right, yeah, he's recruiting it. Well, he, you know, look, Tyrann is he, he's older now. Like, things have changed. The situation's probably changed. But I do know it wasn't that long ago that he said it would not be good for me to be in New Orleans. Right. And it just because of his circumstances, he felt mm-hmm. like he needed to get away. But he's away 29 now. A group of people. Right. And, and things change. So he, I, he probably doesn't feel that way anymore, but I don't know. So that would be in the back of my mind uh, considering – or it would, it would be my mind when talking about if he wants to sign in New Orleans or not. Mm-hmm. I'd love to ask him that question anyway. Yeah. No doubt. We only got about uh, two minutes left. Why don't you tell us about The Athletic, how folks can subscribe, and what you got coming up for us? Well, we've got some great content coming up next week. I actually just got off the phone with Armstead, so we're going to be talking about him a lot next week. We're going to have free agency primers. I'm doing a live chat on Tuesday ahead of free agency. Uh, you can go to theathletic.com slash saints. You know, click on, click on any one of my stories if you want, and uh, you can we have specials all the time. Don't know right now if we're running our $1 a month promotion, but I would mm-hmm. still check us out, especially with everything coming down the pipe uh, the next yep. few days. No doubt. At cat underscore tarot on Twitter? Yes. Yes. Okay, I do beautiful. a lot, so fair warning. Yeah, you do. No, no, I, I like it as well. Thanks so much for your time as always. Great job. We'll be talking with you soon. All right. Thanks as always for having me on. Catherine Terrell of The Athletic joining us right here on Inside New Orleans. All right, um, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new system, I'm just going to tell you this right now, you might have your favorite AC company. It might be the one you've always used. You're always going to get multiple prices, right? I mean, you got to do that. So at least let Burkhardt come out and give you a price. Uh, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation. They'll educate you on, again, your options when it comes to an air conditioning or a heating system. And then, of course, the service after the sale, the 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, Nate certified technicians, honesty, reliability. It's all part of, again, the package with Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. So, again, if you're in the market for a new AC, uh, again, the, the, realize that, again, they're using only the, the, the latest and modern equipment to measure your home. And, of course, they're going to give you a, a complete lowdown on what you need uh, when, it comes, when it comes to your upcoming system to cool your home in, in the summer and, of course, heat, heat it in the winter. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktails at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. 
Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow. Saturday, October 22nd, Smoothie King Center. With special guests, L. King. And Morgan Wade. Saturday, October 22nd, Smoothie King Center. sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow with L. King and Morgan Wade. Saturday, October 22nd, Smoothie King Center. The Tour de Lee is a bike ride through Fountain Blue State Park in Mandeville benefiting the Cancer Association of Louisiana. Many ride in honor of or in memory of those battling cancer. For more information on how you can be a part of Tour de Lee, visit tourdelisla.org. Stop by churches for the high-flying flavor combination of our Texas tenders and shrimp meal today. It's butterfly shrimp alongside made-from-scratch Texas tenders. Serve spicy or original for six bucks. Churches, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. All right, hour number one in the books. 
Hour number two coming up. I want to thank Kat Terrell and also Gary Smith for joining us in the program. Ali Cassell and Glenn Gilbo join us in the second hour. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Also, don't forget about the Hideout Bar, uh, as well as Mambo's, all part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, again, uh, get out there and enjoy a great meal. Uh, remember, open late seven days a week. Well, again, for cocktails, full meal, full menu for you. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, folks, uh, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Line in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. It don't matter where you live. You're looking for the best price on tires. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area over at Southern Tire. And, of course, again, wheels and tires of the 30 inches. Financing available. Don't forget also, again, if you need help with your uh, with your car, it's broke down on you. You need a mechanic that you can trust. You do it over Southern Tire. ASC certified technicians with the highest certification in the industry. Don't forget also, uh, again, about uh, the opportunity to be able to uh, uh, enjoy uh, opportunity to be able to have uh, them uh, uh, work on that vehicle with the latest diagnostic equipment. It is Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Don't forget our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download uh, on your smartphone, your tablet. Take it with you anywhere. Uh, again, you can listen to the show live. You can catch our podcast there as well. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, today on the program, uh, we've had Gary Smith. We've had Catherine Terrell. Coming up in, in, in this hour, it'll be Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights joining us at 515. Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com will join us at 535. On the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Mike DeChillier joined me on the program today. Uh, you can check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on, w- on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have it up on our social media platforms this evening, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Yes, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, The Hideout Bar, and The Mothership. It's Oceana Grill. Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week. They open early, 8 a.m. for breakfast. 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. is their breakfast service. And I'm telling you, if you love breakfast, and I mean a lot of people just, again, it's their go-to meal. If you love breakfast and you just want to be, again, old and odd, and just when, you, when, when the breakfast walks out, uh, you got to go to Oceana and check out the breakfast. Fantastic. Now, there's an overlap between 10, 10 and 4 with their lunch menu, and their dinner menu kicks in from 4 o'clock until they close 1 or 2 in the morning. Uh, Cajun Creole conditions that absolutely will delight you uh, for both lunch and dinner. The cocktails, I'm telling you right now, take my word for it. Some of the best mixologists in all the city uh, work at Oceana Grill. The, the cocktails are spectacular, spectacular. And, of course, you can dine there, authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, and also dog-friendly. Let me, let me forget that. Five, that's right, then count them. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five private rooms for you that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. When they're not using that, again, for your party, and let me tell you something, they can put on a party at Oceanic Grill for you, and then you just steps off Bourbon Street. They use that for the overflow, uh, you know, for big events when, when, when the restaurant downstairs uh, is crowded. Uh, it's family-friendly. It's a great place to be able to bring your family to get together. Maybe again, it's date night. Maybe it's your first date. Uh, maybe it's an opportunity for you to be able to deal. Again, Oceana can accommodate you no matter what you're there for to enjoy. And of course, you can find out more at oceanagrill.com. It's pretty easy for me. Again, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Uh, so get out there and enjoy a great meal uh, at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right. And, and of course, Oceana Grill. And look, the, the, the Conti Street is wide open now. There are no restrictions. Get out there, and, um, and especially when you're in the quarter, enjoy one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, LSU is a winner today, 76-68 to 68 over Missouri. Uh, they will move on to the, to the next round of the SEC tournament. Uh, as mentioned on this program tonight, McNeese and um, – uh, and, and UNO will play uh, in the uh, Southland Tournament. Uh, that is a 7.30 tip-off right here on 106.1 FM. Uh, we've also got uh, 
uh, uh, Tulane and Temple tomorrow night. That's Friday night uh, in, um, in Fort Worth uh, with the AAC tournament. Uh, and uh, as mentioned, uh, again, uh, just so ha- proud and happy for, for Loyola. 31-1, 17-1 overall, uh, the number one seed in, in, in the tournament. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, their round one is at uh, Devlin Fieldhouse, uh, and, and they'll, they'll play uh, Benedictine University at Mesa. Uh, that's going to be their, um, that's going to be their uh, uh, opponent in the first round of, of, their, of their March Madness. I've got a short window here. Rudy, I'll take him right now. But, again, we've got to get to Alec Cassell. But uh, Terry's in slide out. Terry, i got about three minutes tops. What's happening, my man? Hey, Eric, how you doing? No, doing good, bud. I tried, calling, that's okay. um, I tried calling last week, but it was busy. And I tried – Dude, I had a great – we went out to Katie's on Muddy Gras Day. We had a great right. time. Best hamburger steak I ever had in my life. And uh, we had a good time. I just wanted – I was going to tell, um, you know, uh, with Scott, Scott, how good a time we had, but I never did a chance to Well, he's that. listening. I guarantee I he's what, listening right so now. I'm excited that LSU won their first game. They were how was it, Terry? I didn't get a chance to see it. How'd they play? And they were sloppy, and then they were great, and then they were sloppy at the end. But had they in the tournament? They got a chance to go a long way, I really believe. If Epson Reed can play the way he played today, the rest of the right. you know, next couple of games, they got a chance to win the whole tournament, you know, and I really believe that. But anyway, You're talking about the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament? You know, I was trying to call you to tell you about how much time we had, and I sent you a picture of one of you and your, one of my you and my favorite buddies that we Who's played that? basketball together with. Did you get it? I, I saw the picture, but who was it? Mike Bollinger. Oh, that was Bullinger? Okay. <laughs> it was Bullinger. That was Bullinger yeah, with the Lions Club. With yeah, the Lions Club. That's the one he wanted us to march in. Yeah, well, that was my first marching club coming up, man. I went to Lions and then ended up going with the Buzzards. But uh, my oh, brother still sure. marches with the Buzzards still today. Grand Marshal, the Lions Club with my son Kevin, who's now 42 years old. There you go. So, yeah, I, I was there too. But anyway, that, that was Mike Bullinger. And okay, anyway, beautiful. I, what I was really calling to tell you, I'm excited about LSU basketball, baseball, the whole bit, women's basketball. But we oh, really, yeah. I just wanted to tell Scott we had a great time at Katie's on Muddy Gras Day. The food was great. The people were great. It was really – and I wish I could have got in, but I couldn't get in last week or a week before that. So, uh, y'all take No me problem, bud. We, we appreciate you Patrick always – always. Right. Danielle, St. Patrick's Day right around the corner. Let me tell you something. Uh, there was a write-up this week – about, about Francesca having the best corned beef in the city. Okay, there was a write-up this week about that. So, again, it might be something you guys want to try on, on St. Patrick's Day. I got I to gotta run, Terry. I'm up against the clock. Thanks, right, no for the, thanks for the support and the sponsors. Thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate it very much. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, uh, the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, uh, again, which is a – fantastic site if you're a Pelican fan. And, again, there are a lot of Pelican fans that are on social media, and they know what I'm talking about. Again, uh, whether, whether, again, it is a podcast, again, the great writers they have, uh, you got to be able to, again, check out the bird rights. Ali Cassell joins us on the program. Ali, how are you, bud? I'm doing well. Um, I can't complete too much because this weather day is spectacular. It kind of makes you forget about the last couple losses. Right. Chambers, Chamber of Commerce weather uh, right now for, 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 the, uh, for the city, no doubt. No doubt about it. Ali, i got to tell you how disappointed I was, man. I'm telling you right now, look, I understand Brandon Ingram went out, and I can understand some stagnation on, on, on the offensive side. What I do not understand is, again, uh, where is that smothering defense that we saw in the four-game winning streak? Uh, you know, again, all, you know, guys need to step up when you lose a player like that of Izzy Oak. 
uh, and it just did not happen last night. I give them a little bit of a, of a pass, but not much for, again, the 138-130 loss in overtime uh, to Denver. Denver is a really good team, and the Jokers, one of the best they have in the league. But, again, you knock your free throws down, and you're not even, you're not, you're not even in that position. But, again, that's an unforgivable loss last night, losing to a team that's lost 50 games this year when you're in a playoff race. Exactly, Eric. That's the biggest disappointment was they gave one away, a win in Denver when they were up 11 with three and a half minutes to go, got destroyed by the Grizzlies, and Willie Green made a point of emphasis that they weren't going to flush it. So you just felt like that the Pelicans would come back really strong, really sharp to begin that game against the Magic, and they didn't. I mean, outside C.J. McCollum, there was nobody else that could score. And you've already mentioned the, the defensive effort, but they really didn't get any kind of momentum or push uh, from their previous two losses, but especially that Memphis game. And that's shocking because that's something they've been known for this year is when they have had, you know, one of those bad, um, disappointing type of losses, they would always bounce back. It wasn't the case. And, and you know, it's unforgivable, as you mentioned, because, look, they have a real chance of moving up into at least ninth, and it's probably only going to be ninth now in the playing tournament. But you want to solidify right. yourself. You want to start playing better, uh, rounding in the form with, what, now there's 16 games left. And the Magic, they're the only team in the league with 50 losses. It, it, it's crazy. And again, not just that, even in the second half when they finally again woke up, in the fourth quarter, I mean, uh, you know, Ross looked like, looked like the second coming of Michael Jordan. I mean, when you see Herb Jones on the floor getting faked out and him doing a, doing a, 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 a 360 dunk, I mean, that's all you had to know about the effort last night. I mean, just really, really, really hard to watch. It really was, considering, again, how they look coming out of the All-Star break. Look, I give them a pass uh, for, for, for the Memphis Grizzlies. They were a really good team, and you didn't have Brandon Ingram. So, again, I, I had no expectation they were going to win that. But I surely didn't think they were going to pull a stinker last night uh, against Orlando. No, the only good minutes of the game were right out of halftime and probably right. the first nine or ten minutes of that third quarter. Where they came out, they immediately cut in Orlando's double-digit lead, and then C.J. McCollum went on a 7-0 run later himself to tie it at 73, and you felt like, okay, here, here we go. Defense is going to tighten up. Orlando's not looking to win games. They'll coast home right down the stretch, but just the opposite happened. Orlando closed out that third quarter on the 8-0 run. And then, as you mentioned, Terrence Ross happened. I mean, the Magic, were, as I mentioned, weren't trying to win the game, and you, you can tell by the simple fact that their reserves played all 12 minutes, right? Not a single starter came back in the game right. for the fourth quarter, and yet the Pelicans couldn't overcome that. You know, it is disappointing. I mean, C.J. McCollum, for the most part, played well. He had four turnovers, kind of bad in the beginning, and a lot of players didn't have that focus, right? They were fumbling the ball, kicking it around. Jonas didn't score his first basket till right before halftime, but then Mm -hmm. he got rolling. But outside of those two, you got nothing from anybody else. I mean, Herb Jones was in foul trouble for most of the night, and honestly, Tony Snell and and, uh, Jackson Hayes, two other stars, they literally gave you nothing. They disappeared. Absolutely. When you needed them the most, they disappeared. And and I got that was um, that was disheartening. I got to be honest with you. Again, I, look, I like Tony Snell. You know, I like him. Again, coming in this trade, I think he's going to be an asset to this team. He's more of an off the bench guy. I didn't like the fact they started him last night, but again, maybe they'll make some 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 adjustments for for Friday night's game. Uh, but they've got to have more than anything else. They got to have a better effort. They got to have more energy. We didn't see that last night. Yeah, the hope is you know that hasn't been a problem this year. In the past couple of years. We would lament that fact for probably two weeks straight at a time, at a minimum. That yes. hasn't been the case this year. Even when they started 1-12, you, you just didn't see it. 
I mean, I think I can count on my hand on how many kind of just those poor efforts they've had this year. I remember a game against Minnesota, Dallas mm-hmm. last night, maybe one or two others. So you've got to think they will bounce back because they even looked a little bit tired last night. I know it's not an excuse, but, but like I said, right. when I saw that lack of focus all throughout that first quarter, when guys that normally catch a basketball but couldn't, then I kind of right. knew something was probably a little bit up with them. So, yeah, they've got to get the game against Charlotte. Charlotte's not playing well. Even though they're slated mm-hmm. for the playing tournament, they're a team under 500. Yes. They've won only three of their last ten. And then, of course, after that is the Houston Rockets. And we just saw what happens when you don't play your best. You lose to a very right. poor team. Pelicans did that last night. The Lakers lost to that Houston Rockets team they'll be playing on Sunday. But Pelicans, they got to get those two games for sure now. I would agree. Now, now again, they were lucky, right? Uh, they've lost three in a row, but Portland's lost six in a row. Last night, both the Lakers and Spurs lost. So the loss did not hurt them, but yet it did hurt them, right? I mean, it may not hurt them right now, but it will, you know, could hurt, could hurt them down the line here, depending on, on what's going to happen. Let's talk about Ingram, okay? Out seven to nine days now. Looks like he's going to miss the homestand. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. mild, the, the, what they, they, they described as a mild hamstring strain. Look, i got to be honest with you, and I don't know if you saw my social media post or not, Ollie, but, I mean, come on. This is a playoff race here. And, no, you don't want to rush an athlete back too far or too quickly. But, I mean, in today's world, with 24-hour rehab for athletes, seven to ten days to, to, to take another look, to me, is a little bit long. Almost, again, and this has almost been the M.O. of Aaron Nelson since he came to New Orleans, maybe being a little too overcautious with injuries at times. Uh, this guy's got to get back on the floor. 16 games remaining, they're 2-14 and 14 without him. Yeah, that's what really stands out is the fact that they just don't win games when Brandon doesn't play. It's that, and of course, that Brandon's missed 16 games. So that's kind of definitely on the high side here, almost bordering Anthony Davis mm-hmm. territory when he was right. still here in New Orleans. So, yeah, you, you hope that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I will say this. I have heard that Brandon, if it was, say, the playing term of the playoffs, he would have played yesterday or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But he, as I've become, the, and a lot of us have become to know about him is he doesn't want to get on court until he's feeling, you know, like literally really good. And I'll be honest with you, it's hard to dispute the fact that when he does come back, even when he feels at 100%, it usually takes him a game or two. So I'll yes. be honest, I think he knows his body pretty well, and then the results show when he does come back that he may have needed all that time. But you're right, Eric. Eventually, you've got to start maybe pushing yourself just a little bit more if there's no risk of further injury, especially when you're trying to get into the playoffs for the first time in your career. I know Brandon Ingram's dying to get in there, but missing all these games is really, you know, it it puts that chance of maybe not even making the playing tournament, right? I mean, say you miss a week and all of a sudden somebody behind you, like the Spurs get hot, the Lakers figure they're out behind LeBron James, and, you know, because he missed an extra couple games, that counts as two L's that should have been two W's. Right, and then you talk about the loss to Orlando, right? I mean, you know, and all of a sudden, if maybe if you lose the you know, the Rockets, the Hornets, and you look at yourself going, wait a minute, this was supposed to be where you're supposed to get some separation. And it's hard to do that when, again, one of your top two players is not on the floor. And look, I, I was kind of like, trying to be a little bit amusing, but, you know, at some point, you know, this would be a great time to have Zion back uh, because it, he gives you a spark, even if it's limited minutes coming off the bench. That doesn't seem like it, 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 it's in the cards either, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, when we talked to David Griffin last and then checked in on Zion's uh, latest update, you know, he wasn't even doing full weight-bearing exercises yet. So that was supposed to start this week. But, look, the fact he's not doing anything on the court, like 1-0, 2-0, and you know that that's going to be required in that ramp-up process like it was sure. before, 
yes. that there's so many hurdles to clear that it just doesn't feel likely at all that we'll see him in a regular season. I mean, there's only four weeks left. One right. point, Eric, I do want to make that I hope the audience knows is coming up, though, the Pelicans do have one of the easiest schedules, right? It's 26 yeah. uh, in terms of difficulty. They've only got five of their opponents of the 16 playing over 500 ball. For instance, the Lakers, 11, I think it's 11 or 12 of their 17 are over 500 teams. So that's at least one thing that might be in favor for New Orleans, despite the fact that, you know, they've dropped three in a row now. And it was the last nine games they're playing all Western Conference opponents, all the opponents that, again, they're, they're, they're at least vying for playoff spots against. Am I right? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because you're right. That last week they could be getting rested because – but maybe some teams will be trying to play certain matchups, trying yep. to land favorable matchups for them, and we've seen it happen. But, yeah, last game is the Warriors. I know there's the Lakers. Memphis is the second to last game. So mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee that they'll rest their guys. So you're absolutely right. you got to get these wins against these under 500 teams that are really right now staring at them in the face coming up. Any update on Larry Nance Jr.? Because he would really be a help as well. He's beginning to do some stuff with, you know, he's been traveling with the team, um, but he's beginning to do a little bit more. First, he wasn't jumping it off his foot. Now I'm seeing him jogging through uh, in pregame and stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I think he might be back in about two to three weeks' time, tops. But I, I've got a feeling right around two weeks from now, we should see him. Okay, good enough. All right, talk about rotations now with Brandon Ingram out. What, is, what does Willie have to do? Uh, to be able to keep that, that, that energized second unit, but together get somebody in the first unit that can help with scoring uh, because that's been, uh, you know, they need that other score outside of Valanchunas and, and also against C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I think the bigger thing, Eric, is they need that playmaker. I mean, it was all C.J. McCollum with that starting lineup and trying to initiate right. anything. And that led to where I saw Orlando was just crowding CJ, kind of like Brandon Ingram used to have to do before McCollum. Yes, agreed. But either way, he wasn't able to make a play for anybody. And the passing lanes weren't there because, like I said, they were just focused on him. And rightfully so. Jackson Hayes or Tony Snell aren't going to beat you from the outside. And when they tried to, you know, turnovers. Nothing positive happened. So what I think he's honestly got to do is you've got to scrap that starting lineup. Definitely doesn't work. We've seen it in two games straight now. And you've got to maybe go back to Devontae Graham. Um, if you that, or maybe you, you know, throw a dart at the board if you think either Trey Murphy because of his spacing ability or even mm-hmm. a Najee Marshall, right, who can provide that spark kind of like Josh Hart yes. used to do. But I'm leaning towards Devontae Graham. He's been a starter. He'll definitely space the floor out there for CJ when he's going to have the ball most of the time. And he's, like I said, he, he's probably the one you can rely on the most. But again, Eric, then you wonder about off the bench because that's kind of been a role Willie Green's been trying to get. Devontae yes. accustomed to is being that bench score. So suddenly you might be messing with that. So it's not easy, but they've got to make a change one way or the other. Well, you have no choice because you're in, your back's against the wall with Brandon out. And look, eventually Larry Nance is going to be part of this rotation. And you're hopeful that, again, you're going to see Zion as part of this rotation. So these guys have got to have some flexibility within their game to be able to move from, again, the bench to the starting lineup. Maybe they're, again, not coming in the same amount of minutes they were coming in before. Because, uh, you know, part of the problem is that when you start making these late-season changes is the continuity issue. And we saw this before the All-Star break, and we thought we were past that with, again, the first four games of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, of the second half of the season. Right, Eric. Yeah, after the C.J. McCollum trade, they only won one of five games. Um, and then, of course, coming out of the All-Star break, they were on fire. And then, of course, Brandon Ingram had to get hurt in what should have been their fifth loss in a row against Denver. So right now, since the lineups are already disjoined, I don't think you can do any further harm, right, in trying right. to mess with things again. No, you got to do and what you they need do. to Because, yeah, the starters didn't work. The bench hasn't worked for two games. And I'll tell you what, another reason why you start Devontae next to C.J. is you've got Jose Alvarado. 
Well, I think mm-hmm. it should be seeing at least 25 minutes a game. His <laughs> impact so is well. always positive, even if that ball's not going through the uh, yep. rim through his up his own fingers. What a find, huh? I mean, I remember us oh, talking about him when, when the season started, and I'm the one that said, "I oh, mean, he's going to—he's the guy that's going to be uh, down in Birmingham." Didn't even have any—any. Any, uh, I, I didn't think for a second he was going to be with the parent club, and he has played well all year long. Yeah, I thought the reason, and I talked to some people, the reason that he was taken as a two-way player is they wanted to have some stability at point guard uh, with their new Birmingham Squadron G League team, first year playing in Birmingham, and with. You know, Jose being a four-year player out of Georgia Tech and, and winning some awards while there, you knew that he could be relied upon. So I thought that was going to be his role all year. But look at this. He's a legitimate NBA player. I mean, there's no doubt. We've seen enough to where even if his jumper's off, kind of like where yep. TJ McCollum, or McConnell mm-hmm. has not been able to cement himself as a decent shooter consistently, it doesn't matter. It's what they bring defensively with, and, and with their intensity and just being able to get their teammates up for every game. And Jose does that. So, yeah, well, he's been a heck of a find. No, no doubt about that. All right. We come down the stretch run here. 16 games left. You got some winnable games at home, the next three, and then, of course, Phoenix. Uh, no Brandon Ingram. What's your thoughts as we, as we wrap it up? Well, you were hoping that they were going to get three of these four when they got home, uh, right. considering how well they have been playing. But, of course, the Orlando one you're not getting back now. So you've got to absolutely get the Charlotte one, even though, like I said, Charlotte is a decent team. They're not playing well. So you've got to find that form, especially on that defensive side. Look, we know this team can play defense. We've seen it a lot this year. Even when that Mm -hmm. offense wasn't working for them, they were in every single game because of that defense. I feel like if they just play to that level, they'll win. DJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas are enough firepower to where if you get the other guys some open shots, it'll start probably going through the hoop because that seemed to be the M.O. prior right to – C.J. McCollum coming into town where B.I. and Valanciunas were able to get this team winning at least half of their games but beating the bad team consistently because they had enough offensively. So you hope they get back to that with some good defense. No doubt about it. Ali, always a pleasure, my friend. Tell folks how they can follow you on social media and about your great site as well. Absolutely. Thanks again, Eric. You can find all of our work over at SB Nations. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And, look, we'll give you coverage about every game, anything that happens in the news with somebody coming back, like, say, Zion, and hopefully Larry Nance Jr. very soon. And also we post our podcast there, so please check it out. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. We'll check in with you next week. Yep. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Eric. You too, bud. All right. That's uh, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Don't forget about Burkhart. When you're in the market for a generator, Burkhart are the experts. Sales and service, that's what they're all about. All right. First of all, single-day install. Jason Burkhart will come out to your home. He'll sit down with you, do a consultation. Uh, he will, again, give you your options. He'll teach you, again, about what's going on with Generator. If you haven't done your homework already, he's going to do the homework for you. And then, of course, uh, if you guys come to an agreement, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Financing available for Generator. You can pay that over time. The new install quality check after one month is something that is, again, Burkhart does with everything they install, part of their customer service pledge. Then the emergency service, 24-7, 365 emergency service on your generator. Now, look, if you're in the middle of a hurricane, the generator goes out. They're not coming out. But, again, when things clear, they'll be out to get your generator up and running. Also, well, warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. No excuses getting you up and running. If you utilize that generator over $100 during the last storm season, you got to get a service by professional. Let Burkhart, again, uh, get it back in shape for you. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service, acpromise.com, 
acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late to 1, 2 in the morning. Looking for a late night place to eat or drink? Think of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has all the innovative tech and tools you need to take on the future of work, all at great prices. Right now, Apple AirPods Pro are only $199, a $50 savings. Offer in 312 while supplies last limit two. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 eastbound at the Orleans exit. Also look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the left lane on the 610 on the westbound side at the west end. In the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the 610 from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your backups are solid from Terry Parkway to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also be mindful of delays on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatulas exit. And look out for delays if you're traveling along the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanicgrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Victims of Hurricane Ida. As I travel throughout Louisiana, I see many of you with blue tarps still on your homes and businesses. And I ask myself, is it the high hurricane deductibles or are you just having trouble settling your claim with your insurance company? What if I told you that Han Roofing had a way to possibly help you settle that claim? And maybe we can get some help with that deductible. So call Han Roofing today, 504-737-2228. That's 504-737-2228. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this (coughs) into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Again, thanks to Alec Cassell for joining us on the program. Coming up in just a couple seconds, sex about a minute or so. It'll be uh, GlennGilbertLoutkick.com. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's. Um, three floors of what I'm telling you is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, you're talking about Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, and I'm telling you the cocktails are absolutely spectacular. Uh, some of the greatest mixologists in all of New Orleans are working at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, as you walk into the restaurant on the first floor, uh, you'll see big picture windows that are open look, overlooking Bourbon Street. And you belly up to, the, up to the, the windows, grab a bite to eat, do a little people watching. There's a bar right there as you walk in as well. Belly up to the bar, plenty of seating to enjoy a meal. As you walk to the back of the restaurant, there's a courtyard, authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, and then, of course, take the elevator, the stairs. I'm taking the elevator to the second floor. As the doors open, you'll see seating to your left and right. You look in, and, of course, there is, there's a bar right there for you. So another bar, and then you walk out onto, uh, again, authentic Bourbon Street um, um, uh, balconies. Uh, balcony for you to be able to enjoy cocktails. You can dine there as well. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Then you go to the third floor. Doors open up. Uh, you've got uh, dining. Uh, you can dine to the left or the right with seating there. Also, again, bar. You can belly up to the bar there, and then you open up into Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. I mean, it's amazing, absolutely amazing sight lines, fantastic place. It's a perfect night out for friends, family, a romantic getaway. Maybe you're trying to, um, uh, maybe trying to close that business deal, your next event. First, a delicious meal with your family. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at Mambo's. You go to mambonola.com for more information, and then right next door, right next door is the hideout bar. Always live music in, in, a, in a French Quarter courtyard setting with a beautiful building that's over 300 years old that you can also sit inside with, with it if you'd like and, and catch up to the music there. Um, you can make a night out with, with it again, you, whether it's Mambo's or right next door with, with again, the hideout bar right there in, in the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 Bourbon Street. Looking for the best time on Bourbon Street? It's Mambo's and the hideout bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring on my good friend Glenn Gobo from, from Outkick.com. We're going to be talking LSU with him uh, over, uh, over this segment. Glenn, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Eric. How are you? Doing great. Hey, can I I'll give you some breaking news first? 
Uh, Alec Gassell's letting me know that the Pels just announced that C.J. McCollum is out for tomorrow night's game with health and safety protocols. So that's not good news for the Pels, who will now be without Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum playing against Charlotte. Uh, and, of course, both in a playoff race, trying to get to their uh, prospective conferences uh, uh, play-in tournament. So not good news there. But good news for LSU, who gets a victory today over Missouri in the first uh, game of the SEC tournament for them. And give you some quick news in case you didn't hear Tom Crean, the Georgia coach, has, has been fired. But, okay, I did uh, not know that. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, can you say Ron Hunter? Uh, okay. <laughs> Supposedly, again, they're hot and heavy for Ron Hunter. We'll see if, they, if, if, if that ends okay. up being the, the, the guy. But uh, um, that would be a big loss for Tulane if that ultimately happens. But, wow, it's, yeah, uh, that's, that's big news uh, there. I did not know that. I did not know that. That would be a shame if, uh, if Tulane lost uh, a good coach. But uh, Yep. Tom Crean at one time was was one of the hotter coaches in the oh, country. No kidding. No kidding. But, you know, yeah. they recycle out. He'll recycle out somewhere else. You know, we'll sure. see how it plays sure. out. Um, just your overall thoughts on today's game. For those that, again, have been working like myself, had a chance to see it, how'd they play? Well, I mean, they just blew Missouri out of the, uh, out of the arena. I mean, they were up 30-8, to eight and uh, Missouri never led. They were never in the game. They, they, they cut it to 10 a couple times and got a little close at the end. But, uh LSU uh, just just really played well. I mean, really the third time in a row. I mean, they should have beat Arkansas. They played well against Alabama, and and now this game, and they they play Arkansas tomorrow at about one uh, thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're they're gonna have a chance to uh, to beat them the, the way they're playing. Um, you know, they got they got some very good games from uh, Terry Eason again, Darius Days. And Efton Reed, who's who's been kind of a disappointment this year, he got mm-hmm. ten points in the in the second half, and Xavier Pinson continues to be to be the glue of the team. So they're looking pretty good. Uh, well, this this is unfortunately I'm, I'm going to throw a damper on this conversation because both of you again you wrote a great article about it. By the way, uh, you guys can check out uh, any of Glenn's article on my social media platforms as well as his. Always again forwarding those to, uh, again on our social media platforms. LSU got notice of um, oh, wait, pardon me. LSU got notice of allegations um, uh, from from the from the NCAA, um, so they can answer the allegations, but they have no appeal rights. The independent accountability resolution process has had the case since 2020. These are combined uh, uh, investigations into men's basketball and football, and LSU has tried over and over again to be able to separate these investigations, but the NCAA has denied that. A lot, a lot of worry about, again, lack of institutional control uh, that leads back to the sexual assault allegations. Uh, is this win-lose, win a national championship? Is this uh, Will Wade's last year as uh, LSU basketball coach? Well, if, if there's uh, multiple major violations that are, that are investigated, uh, I think uh, that he probably will lose his job, but... Uh, you know, there's a chance it could only be one major violation and some secondary violations, and then that might uh, survive because, you know, he has been winning on the on the court, you know, and, and it looks like he's going to finish strong this season as well. So I, I think you'd have a chance to, to return if the uh, violations that, that are found by the NCAA are, uh, you know, minimal or, or, or just one major violation. But, um It'd be hard to believe that it that it would just be one major violation, just 
just following the story for years. But you never know. So sometimes there's right. a lot of there's a lot of talk, a lot of stories, and then in, in the end, it, it's not as bad as you think. So you okay. never know how it's going to end up. There, there are no appeal rights with this. So again, it's all a negotiation at this point between the school and, and of course, the um, Independent Accountability Re- Resolution uh, Committee. Um, they're, they're, uh, look, I've said all along, Glenn, I think you and I have talked about it in the program, uh, they, they will blow up men's basketball to protect football and, and, and to not have football have to have any type of sanctions. They do not want the NCAA uh, going in and, and citing in, lack of institutional control where they can go in and start, uh, um, you know, investigating all, uh, every aspect of the athletic department. Um, they, they've already got now um, a, a women's basketball coach in Kim Mulkey who, again, has put that, that, that particular uh, program back on the map. Uh, I, look, Will Wade has been a great coach for this team. Uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, again, maybe my expectations are a little bit more for Will Wade, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, he's not, he hasn't gotten as far as I thought he was. But great recruiter, great coach. I just think that if it comes down to uh, Scott Woodward having to let Will Wade go as opposed to, again, having, again, something happen with the football program, they'll blow up the basketball program and take the hit. Yeah, and and if you know, it's it's not just negotiations now. I mean, there is going to be LSU responds and the NCAA responds. Right. Then there's a hearing, and and whatever the NCAA decides after the hearing, uh, as far as how serious it is, sanctions, probation, whatever, it it can't be appealed. So so that means it it will end. You know, there is an end right. to sight. I think it, I, I would think it would be over by the fall at the at the latest. But but they, um, they negotiate they negotiate the penalties with LSU, right? I mean they're gonna, they they're listening to it everything else, but behind the scenes, like anything else, I'm sure there's a negotiated a penalty a penalties. And one other thing, Glenn, I mean we're talking about something that is now legal within college athletics, and that is the paying of players with the NIL. So I mean, you know that, that that's got to come into play here somewhat. I just don't know. It just seems like the NCAA's had a target on Will Wade's back for a long, long time. Well, but they didn't just wake up one day and put a target on his back. Will Wade put the target on on his back? Absolutely. No doubt about it. That's right. That's right. And the NIL really doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't don't see that. I mean, a lot of people are are bringing that up. I mean, the NIL is above board by definition with companies and sponsors and businesses. I mean, what, what basketball coaches and football coaches were doing before NIL is not above board. I mean, no, and, and that's illegal. why he's under investigation. So, and, and, and this all happened before that. So I don't think that's going to enter the picture. Now, what, what you're talking about, like negotiating, uh, a lot of times a school can get a lesser penalty if they agree to fire mm-hmm. the coach. And I, and I sure. think that's an option. If that comes up, uh, you know, I think Woodward might do that, depending on how serious the sanctions might be if he if he keeps them. And and you know, I don't think the football um, violation, alleged violations, are as bad and deep and involve as many players as as does basketball. So I don't see football getting um, a lot of sanctions here. Right now, they've already uh, self-imposed sanctions on themselves, right? Exactly, Missing out on exactly. on, on the um, on postseason, uh, they've taken some exactly. scholarships away from themselves already in anticipation of this, right? Sure, sure. And, um, you know, the only bad thing for football is if, is if LSU as an institution gets lack of institutional control. But still, I, I don't think the football program is, is going to have uh, as serious sanctions as, as basketball will have. What's your gut? 
Is he back? Uh, my, my is is, is it back. one violation? Well, you've been following this since day one. Well, I mean, I've been following it since day one, but, I mean, there's still a lot that's that's unknown. But my gut is that there's going to be enough violations where Scott Woodward's going to let him go, yes. That's what I think. Let, let, let's shift gears to LSU football. Uh, your thoughts on Jaden Daniels? And, and what's, is there a backstory on that? Um, they seem to be happy with the quarterback room. We hear rumbles they're not. Uh, there's, there's some worry about, obviously, the health of Brennan. You got two other young players in, in Nussmeyer and Howard who really don't have a lot of playing experience. Uh, a little bit for Nussmeyer on the major level. Uh, this guy is a bona fide first-string starting quarterback in college football. Grab this break now. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Quick break. We'll be right back. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. People come into Diamonds Direct and they can't believe what we brought to New Orleans. A totally new concept in jewelry shopping with wall-to-wall diamonds and designer rings at prices you never thought possible. 
But what people like here just as much is our after-the-sale added value. See, at Diamonds Direct, you will never pay to repair any jewelry purchased here. Never, ever. Repairs and maintenance are free. What other stores charge you for, Diamonds Direct gives you free. Ring sizing, free. Rhodium finish, free. New prongs, free. Appraisal, free. Need a stone tightened? No charge at Diamonds Direct. Even if you accidentally knock out an accent diamond, we will replace it at no charge. And while other jewelry stores require you to have your jewelry constantly inspected to keep a warranty intact, at Diamonds Direct, inspections are not required. Bottom line, we stand behind what we sell, so you can buy with total confidence. Diamonds Direct, New Orleans Direct Diamond Importer, where the best value price is just the beginning. In a beautiful showroom on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow. Saturday, October 22nd, Smoothie King Center. With special guests, L. King and Morgan Wade. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, The Hideout Bar, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant in Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. All are open again for uh, late meal, late cocktails. Get out there and enjoy a meal and some cocktails over again at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You got issues with your AC system or, again, the heating system when it's getting colder this weekend. Uh, you call Burkhardt, they'll be there. Again, they have guys on, on call 24 hours a day. Uh, they also, again, uh, are ready for you with 15 trucks in the field. Strategic set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly. 30-minute courtesy call before they come. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary for a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Glenn Gilwell back with us. Uh, Glenn, uh, I was saying before, before your, your call dropped, uh, Miles Brennan, uh, you've got Nussmeyer, and you've got Howard. Uh, you, now you've got a situation where uh, you come in with a, with a guy that uh, is a guy that started in, in the NCAA at, at Arizona State. Jaden Daniels is, uh, is now part of the LSU uh, uh, quarterback room. Is there a backstory there? Were, were, were they not happy with, again, the quarterback room? Was this about getting a, uh, a veteran quarterback to back up Miles because of the lack of experience from the, the, from the redshirt freshman and the true freshman? Uh, what are you hearing? Well, they, they always had a scholarship open for a quarterback, so I don't think they were ever happy with the quarterback room, no. I mean, why would they be? you got two freshmen, you got two young players, one who's barely played at all, Garrett Nussmeyer, and the other one who's a great prospect, but he's never played. And then Miles Brennan has started three games in his career. He was mainly a backup. He's played in four games that the game wasn't decided when he went in, so that's nothing to hang your hat on. I mean, it, it kind of amazes me. Some people think like Brennan is this entrenched starter. Nobody knows if Brennan is good or bad. I mean, he looked really good briefly in the. Yeah, uh, that's why. Because <laughs> he looked good briefly. Yeah, yeah, but but it was the three. But all three of those teams were mm-hmm. had losing records that that year, and they had questionable defenses. But you know, I mean, and Brennan's had some bad luck. You know, I mean, he's yeah, had really true. kind of two freak injuries. You know, so. He deserves a chance, but you can't hang your hat on that. So they have to go get True. another quarterback. Um, well, they got and, a pretty good uh, one. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, he's, he's experienced. He's a starter. 
uh, for, you know, for really for two full seasons. The, the third season was only four games with, with COVID. Uh, and he was better his freshman year than he was last year. But, you know, you could talk about he doesn't have the cast he'll have around him, talented wide receiver that he'll have at, at LSU. He can run. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the key thing with him is, is he's experienced. Now, he, he, uh, he probably he needs some work, though. I mean, he, he's, his intermediate touch is not very good. You know, so uh, – but still, I, I think he's, he's better than anything – they have and, I, and I'll tell you this um, Spencer Rattler the guy who transferred to South Carolina he's from yes. Phoenix and he wanted he wanted to go to Arizona State but Herm Edwards at the time was 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 happy with uh, with Jaden and then they they uh, and Spencer went to South Carolina and then and then Arizona State switched offensive coordinators and that that really kind of led to uh, Jaden wanting to leave plus there's some uh issues there with NCAA uh, penalties coming with, with Herm Edwards, uh, so which are more recent than, than what LSU's dealing with. So he, uh, you know, he wanted, he, he kind of vacillated there, but then he decided he, he did want to uh, transfer. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good move by LSU to get a guy started for, for two seasons. I mean, that, that's something you can work with. And uh, who knows, maybe Brennan will win the job anyway, mm-hmm. but um you know, I would I would bet on Jaden right now. And, they, and look, it's not often that you talk about the LSU going after a Vanderbilt player, but again, this weekend, Tyler Steen, one of the best offensive linemen on that Vanderbilt team, a guy they think is going to be a, going to be a pro offensive lineman. Uh, again, he's going to visit LSU. There's a possibility again that LSU's in the mix for him. And from what I understand, his family's going to make a decision by the end of March. Uh, there's going to be a total shift in terms of that offensive line. This kid might be a might be a big help at the tackle position. Well, you know, a guy like Brian Kelly. I mean, this is uh, this is what they're paying him for his uh, mm-hmm. his contacts in the in the Midwest. I mean, his the Vanderbilt head coach coached under him at Notre Dame, Clark Lee, and is a defensive coordinator. And uh, you know, linemen do not. There's not a lot of them in Louisiana. And and Brian Kelly's right. a Midwest guy, and that's that's where Saban was tapping into. And Les Miles got linemen from the Midwest area too. So. That's that's a good sign if if he can go in and get an established lineman because goodness knows they they need some offensive oh, linemen. Yep, major no weakness doubt. last year. No doubt. And again, Alabama's there at his next stop, so we'll see how that plays out. Glenn, always appreciate it. What you got coming up for us on Outkick? Uh, you got your LSU beat tweet back as far as your your social media on on Twitter. What you got coming up with us, and how can folks um, uh, check you out at Outkick.com? Well, there's a. There's a uh, I, what I think is a cool feature uh, on the 1992 SEC tournament in Birmingham uh, 30 years ago this this week when Shaq uh, got tossed from the game with the Flyers yes. of Tennessee. And that mm-hmm. was really a great all-around all tournament. It was Arkansas's first SEC tournament. That's up on the on the website. And I got a story about Will Wade going into the game and, and, uh, and, and also uh, their victory tonight. And we'll have more on the SEC tournament throughout the week. And Thank you, brother. Always appreciate your time. We'll check in with you next week. Okay. Thank you. 
That's Glenn Gilbo. Again, outkick.com. I uh, want to remind everybody, again, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports starts in about three minutes on WLAE TV. Mike Dettillion is my guest. Uh, we could not get yesterday's podcast uh, up because of the power uh, surge and power outage down in downtown New Orleans. Yesterday's podcast is up now. Uh, we'll have today's podcast up at least 20 minutes after our program ends. Uh, and coming up next, it's going to be the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Their guest tonight is Zurich Classic Executive Director, Steve Worthy. So keep it right here on um, on 106.1 FM. We may be preempted for a while tomorrow by UNO baseball, depending again how long that game goes. They got they're they're, re, they're playing that game tomorrow at one. Uh, so hopefully we'll be on at four, but there's a possibility we may not. So if, again, if not, if you tune in and we're not here, know that we'll be here between somewhere between four and four thirty as soon as the baseball game ends tomorrow for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. Want to thank all the sponsors sponsor our program. Certainly appreciate each and every one of them. You can go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor sponsor our program. Click on the icon of that sponsor, take you right to their website. Again, thanks to the Oceanic Grill family of restaurants, Oceanic Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar, our Thursday title sponsor. We appreciate it. Remember, open late, open seven days a week, cocktails, great menu for you. Get out there and enjoy a meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, thanks to Rudy back at studio. And, of course, just, uh, again, a great lineup of guests today. Gary Smith, Catherine Terrell, The Athletic, Ali Cassell, The Bird Rights, Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com. We appreciate each and every one of their contributions to our program as well. And more importantly, hey, thank you for listening. No, you got a lot of choices out there. Thanks so much for tuning into the program. I certainly appreciate it. Whether you're listening to us here on the airways at 106.1, listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, maybe online, or again, listening on the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow right after UNO Baseball right here on 106.1 FM uh, for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. Stay tuned for the Life, Life Resource Bottom Line Sports Hour. I'm Eric Asher. See you tomorrow. From the dog catcher the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. Without a fight, better know.